When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is author Brian Kennard, the author of Hellbox, also the creator of Villicon Chronicles. Did you know that Sean Delaney was the fifth kiss? Here's Tom and Zeus. Take it away. Army. Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 96, Mailbag 2. Ooh! Electric Boogaloo. You just have to, it, you, it, you have to add Electric Boogaloo anytime you say anything too. Exactly. Uh, what's exactly. going on, my man? Same old, same old, except for, um, I don't know, I moved. I know, I so see the new, I see new the location. Yeah, I see the new um, digs on Skype there. It yeah. uh, looks like organized chaos. It, exactly what it is. Yep. First thing I had to do, I got shit all over this place. Well, hurry up. I better put up my CDs and DVDs up first. <laughs> yeah, that's so the I first know, thing. So I know I can see them in proper order. Not that <laughs> I'll pull one out to watch or listen to. Yep. It is what it is. And it's uh, the only piece of furniture I see set up is the friggin' podcast desk. That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is just in disarray. Now, those boxes behind you, I'm assuming those are le- those are like mail-in ballots for like Pennsylvania or Nevada. That, that's what those are? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm the culprit that's uh, been stealing all those ballots. So it is what now? Uh, we're actually taping on a Thursday. Yeah. Maybe by the end of the day, there will be a result. But as of eight o'clock, roughly, there is not. Yep. So we don't know if there will be a world after <laughs> this we record. That's <laughs> as Newman would say, like we did in our coming soon, because the mail never stops. Yes. <laughs> so who knows what this country will be like. But we're for prosperity purposes, we're recording a Kiss Mailbag podcast episode. Right. So that future generations could see what was going on this particular day. 
when when people open up history books and refer to 2020, they're going to talk about COVID. They're going to talk about this hysterical election. And they're going to be like, in the middle of all this flurry of hysteria, were two guys from Boston that calmed everyone's nerves with a wonderful kiss podcast. <laughs> and here we are to save the day that dissected the trials and tribulations <laughs> of a one pandemic Paul <laughs> and bro- broke down the crimson witch <laughs> and describe the, 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 oh, the constant growth of a former guitarist's <laughs> nose bridge <laughs> and concentrated every month on the gastrointestinal issues of one of the show's co-hosts <laughs> <laughs> and it's like we're doing our year in review episode right now. Constantly <laughs> commented on a Femme Fatales <laughs> album album <laughs> sharing two <laughs> marathon that would be produced via Instagram and Facebook. Oh god. Oh <laughs> poor woman. We've fucking ruined. Oh man. The Ripper. The Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, last week, Tom, we did Scooby Scooby Doo. Um, we got a ton of feedback, and it eventually also became probably a top five most listened downloaded episode we've ever done. Which I, I sometimes I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get either. what you guys like. Obviously, we've had things where Kiss debut album was off the charts. Unmasked was, of all our album reviews, probably maybe the highest we've ever had. Yep. Uh, obviously, Carrie's interview. Uh, what else have we've had that were just off the charts? Oh, the um, the Mike Douglas episode. Yep. The uh, kids. Yep. Episode the Paul Lind uh, Halloween special. And uh, Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's just it's 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 so funny you say it because like we we do these episodes and we're like, oh, this will be interesting, you know, feedback. Like you know, I think of the Eddie Van Halen and Kiss episode, you know. But then all of a sudden, we put out an episode on the Scooby Doo movie, and it's like I can't, we can't keep up with emails and feedback. I'm like, I love it. We, I mean, we love you guys for it, but it's just it's just funny how Kiss fans are. Yep, absolutely. And you know, when we come up with episode ideas, we like to. Sp- Mix it up a little bit. We like to kind of organize things. So last year we did a mailbag episode. So we're like, okay, let's do one every year. One episode a year. Mailbag. Oh, shit. We've got a lot of themes that we did last year that we'd like to continue coming forward. So we're like, okay, well, we better schedule this out because there's not that many episodes left this year. So we decided to throw mailbag in here. But going back to Scooby-Doo... We got tons of feedback, and we always start with our poll. And uh, I have a bone to pick with you because how the fuck? Because I know it wasn't me. <laughs> Did you leave out Velma in the poll selection? I'll tell you why. It was part of the match. It was part- Velma. I can't believe I said Velma. Daphne. I mean, how the fuck did you leave out Daphne? It was part of the master plan, and I will explain myself. So the poll was, who is your favorite scuba? Who is your daddy, and what does he do? (laughs) Who here 
was born in Astoria. Raise your hand. Okay, who here was not born in Astoria? Raise your who hand. Here was not born in California. <laughs> Maybe born somewhere else. <laughs> you over there. <laughs> Ever kissed a girl on the lips? So we said, who's your favorite Scooby-Doo character? Shaggy, Scooby. You suggested fucking Scrappy. <laughs> I wanted to make him funny, Scrappy. But, the, but, but, then, I, but then I put I put Fred in as the fourth option because I knew what would happen. And I was right. All the By the way, Scooby won 51% of the votes. Shaggy was right there with 43. But I did that because then all the comments were loaded with Daphne love. Pictures, gifts, everything. Gotta love it. Yeah, so the comments were loaded with uh, Daphne memes and gifts and stuff. And I kind of I did that a little bit because I knew that would happen. Twisted Kister said, Scooby for the cartoon. But once I saw Sarah Michelle Gellar take over for Daphne in the live action movie, my allegiances shifted. And then he posted. Yeah, a little, Buffy. And he posted a little gif of her. I know that's Zeus's favorite. Oh, oh. Um, and then our buddy, and then our buddy Deuce had a good one. He, then our, oh, Jesus Christ! Here we go. Then our buddy Deuce had a good one. He goes from listening to this episode. I thought Tracy Lords would have been an option. What? Because because we were talking about Tracy Lords and her movie. I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what was she uh, drunk off of? Cock. <laughs> And then uh old guy said, I've always hated Scrappy-Doo. Yeah. And then our buddy Jack Pinocchio. He wrote Velma. So he, he must like the scholarly type with the glasses, knee highs, and uh, the turtleneck. Yeah, a lot of Daphne here. He, a, a buddy Lance said the main poll should have been Daphne versus Velma. Yeah, one of the things about Velma, um, she's not very attractive. And in addition to that, there was a point when they did the Scooby movie. And I remember, like, they're like, oh, there's a point where they kiss. Like, like Sarah Michelle Gellar is going to have like a lesbian kiss with her. I was like, what? Oh, the nice. Scooby-Doo movie. Really? What the fuck is that? Are you, are you sure you weren't searching Scooby-Doo porn parody on Google? Because that pro- that exists from, from what I've heard. Oh, you mean like Buffy porn? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Star Wars parody porn? <laughs> Chewbacca and Darth Vader like boning Princess Leia? That's no lightsaber. <laughs> then the fucking Ewok midget guy comes in and you get a little fucking green Yoda trying to friggin' bang Han Solo. <laughs> this isn't I don't want gay style or porn. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's, it's pretty straight. Well, the girls aren't, but 
Star Wars. Boom. By the way, by the way, the girl that plays Velma in the live action movie, she's hot. She comes across very scholarly yeah. with the yeah. So so that so anyways, that was the poll, and then and then we'll then we can just go right into uh, regular you know episode related comments. A lot of people, uh, I was happy because a lot of people liked like liked this movie, saw the movie, had it. Our buddy Steve said, I admit I skipped this when it came out and only watched it because of this episode. All right, cool. Thanks. Our buddy Heavy Mayo says, my boy loved this movie and actually got into the music. All right, cool. (laughs) Uncle Paulie says, I'm 26 minutes and 52 seconds into this episode and I had to hit pause. And I said, I would 1000% buy a let's go t-shirt from (laughs) Click (laughs) T-Shop. Oh, man. Uh, Stickman said, time to break out the ascots. Jack Bronco said, nice one. I love it louder. Jumped in. He said, great episode. Good one, fellas. The band absolutely doesn't take itself too seriously in the movie, which was awesome to see. Don't touch my ascot is a Mount Rushmore fake song for me. I can't get it out of my head. Then the the greatest comment we saw was our buddy Tony from Restrained. He said, don't touch my ascot is better than anything off of Monster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then this was great. Our buddy Tom Dust, who does the the hashtag kiss riff of the day. He's great. He posts these videos of him playing kiss songs. He actually played don't touch my ascot. It was awesome. Thank you, Tom. That was great. That was great. And then uh, Kim Andrews said, I watched it and love it. So. That was cool. A lot of people, big fan of that movie. And I mean, how can you not be, you know, it's fun. It's, it's, it's silly and stupid and it's kiss. So it was a, it was a fun one. Yeah. And on Facebook, we got a couple different ones here too, Tom. Yep. Mark Arnold. Great episode guys. I bought this when it first came out on DVD and usually watch it a couple times a year for fun. It's nice to see kiss not taking themselves too seriously. I wonder if Kiss was ever offered to do the 70s Scooby cartoon, maybe declined it as the money was enough for them. Keep up the great shows. Scott Donaldson. Good episode as always, guys. I've never had an interest to see the movie. Maybe I will now. Re a comment, um, probably regarding a comment from some goofball from Oz. Yeah. Bagging you for the banter. I love it. It's what makes some episodes so fun. Well, I'm glad you guys like that we, me and Tom actually talk. Thank you, and, Scott. Uh, yeah, I think I saw Scott uh, was advertising. They're doing some of the tours now, right? Yes, His yes. Group? Yep. Am I Absolutely. correct on that? You are correct. Yep. They're going to be doing, they're going to be getting back into it. Kisteria. Yep. His uh, group in Australia, Kiss cover band, and he plays the Fox, not Peter Chris. Yep. Right. Gotta Very love cool. that because it's eighties unmasked era Australia kind of. St- oh, I love that stuff. Yep. That's and, very cool. Uh, yeah, please, Scott, post some stuff, and we'll be more uh, more than happy to share it for you. You know. Yeah, and po- and I think it, and I think Kisteria has a Facebook page themselves too, so they could people could check that out too. Yeah, absolutely. And then if yep. people are from uh, Australia, should go check them out. Definitely. Yes. Very cool. Um, you put also, Tom, you must have replied and put the screenshot of the photo with all the former yeah. KISS members. Yes. And even the fig for Anton. Yep. That was one of the things, and Scott replied, that was one of the things I really enjoyed hearing about. Cool, Pretty cool idea. Um, yeah, it was funny, too, because we didn't really talk about it when we did the, when we reviewed the movie. But I'm wondering who was behind that, because that just, that just doesn't sound like something that 
Paul would approve of. It is everything that they don't do now. Like that's right. Take themselves seriously. Uh, allow for inclusion of other people's tip of the hat to other members. But it was only five years ago. This wasn't ma- this wasn't twenty years ago. What's changed in five years? I mean, a lot, but pandemic Paul has changed. Yeah, I think you're right. We'll get into that. Yeah, let's move on. Stephen Wood. Anyone know if it's available on streaming in Australia or on YouTube? I don't um, think it is. I, I, even in the U.S., I don't think it's available streaming. YouTube, YouTube, you can find clips of it, but that's U.S. YouTube. I think the, your best bet is to probably just look for the DVD. Yeah, in the Amazon, uh, I streamed it. I think, and somebody made a point, and I thought that was, was it Chris Vickery? They made the point that they're about the old seventies ripoff kiss cartoon version it, on Scooby. It was like yeah, it was like the disc demon or something, and it was a monster who looked exactly like Gene Simmons, but instead of being black and white and silver, he was like orange and red, but the makeup and the hair, everything was just like Gene Simmons, but it wasn't marketed as a kiss episode. But I think he said that it was included in the DVD or something as a bonus episode. I don't not sure if was referring to the Blu-ray. I have yeah. I have the DVD, not the Blu-ray, and I don't have that on my on my DVD. I try to get the all-in-one because I never can buy anything just regular. I have, always have to get the deluxe. Yeah, the DVD, Blu-ray, digital copy of it. I ordered it three different fucking times on eBay. Three times. Yep, including once on Amazon. With no, no, I didn't Amazon. It was three, and then one other place, oldies.com. And each one advertised it with the all-in-one picture of the um, of the DVD, Blu-ray, and digital copy. Each one, as soon as I got it, had the Blu-ray, just the Blu-ray. And oh, I'm like, wow. motherfuckers. You fucking sneaky bastard. I'm going to take you to work. I'm going to nail it to the wall. I'm going to crush your boils in a meat grinder. I'm going to cut off your arms. I'm going to shove them up your eyes. Every time I have to wait, <laughs> send it back, get the yep. new, order the new one. Still can't find it, so I don't know. Nice. Uh, Kevin Jepsen. Uh-oh. Guys, settle down. Listening to you guys try to break down the plot. You guys <laughs> kill me. Anyway, I love this movie. Love the Easter eggs as well. And Doc's character is the best. Love it. Really enjoyed the movie. I don't like the remade songs on the Sonic Boom CD, mm. but I love them in the movie. They seem to work really good and sound great too. Another one, another good one, guys. Kevin, I can't agree with you more. There's something about the movie and the quality of the songs on it. I don't know. I just thought they came off crisp. There was something about it. You could tell they're new, but it just, they worked. Yeah. You know, and I don't like the fucking bonus Sonic Boom shit. No, I, I honestly I don't like either of them, but I will agree with Kevin that the re the, the redo versions on the movie are much better than the Sonic Boom bonus remakes. I agree with that, but and then you replied with "fuck the Crimson Witch and those elders." <laughs> oh yeah, the elder. Well, I told so. I don't know if I did this on in in text or if I I can't remember, but I was talking about how the elder sounded like a fucking beer vendor from Fenway. <laughs> Penny Hi. Marshall. What time are you guys gonna come over here? Pretty much. No, you saved the world. You did it. You said it the best from my cousin Vinny. The defense is (laughs) (laughs) wrong. 
<laughs> anyway, so um, that was the feedback. Good episode. We enjoyed the movie. And it sounds like you guys did too. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So let's move it along. What's going on in Kiss World? Oh, nothing. Very, very quiet. Another another quiet week. Um, we did get a little bit of uh, just commentary here from our buddy Bruce, who we love. Uh, this was from a blabbermouth article posted on November 2nd. Um, it might be a little bit of, it might have included some of the things that we had talked about previously with, with, when Bruce was talking about Ace and Tommy, but this one had some specific comments that Bruce was referring to. We talked, I think it was last week when, uh, we talked about how Ace was kind of bagging on, on Tommy about doing note for note. And he was saying how Bruce had a little bit more vibe and spirit to it. Uh, so Bruce had some comments. Uh, it was an interview that he did a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. And Bruce had Bruce had he's he's such a class act. I mean, he just he he just he always says the the right thing. He says, "I always knew that Ace liked me. He would say kind things about me. Not that I think he commented too much on Kiss. His relationship with them is very different than it would be for me. I was just one of those lucky guys who stepped in." He said, "What I think he reflected on, which was wonderful, of course, is the fact that I was able to take some of his signature riffs and make them my own. So I think he appreciated that." And Bruce continues by saying, clearly, Gene and Paul want Tommy to be the spaceman, which means to play more like Ace. And Tommy always knew that stuff better than me. So it was part of his job description, if you get what I mean, and I don't fault him for it. I think he does it great, and I am good friends with Tommy. So what Bruce is saying is pretty much what we said. Tommy has been told to do that. He's been hired as the spaceman. Be the spaceman. When Bruce was hired, he was not hired to be the spaceman. He was hired to be Bruce. So when he played Ace songs, he had the freedom to put his personal spin on them. Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, Bruce is just such a diplomat. Just yep, he's he's just got class written all over him, and he took it. And he could have taken that one way and pat himself on the back, insulted Tommy, given shots. He doesn't do that. Never. Nope. And he took the parts of Ace's comment and he only and he just didn't bring in the noise that Ace was doing it. You really think Ace was really coming on to talk about someone else's very good guitar playing? Or was it more of a way to fucking get the jabs in on Tommy by praising oh, Bruce? Of course. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, you that, didn't that. have to copy me. You know, Bruce yep. is a good guy, but he just wants to get people to shit on Tommy and hate on Tommy. Because Tommy's still in the band, and maybe they'll call me up, and I'll tour with them. Tommy is, we've said this millions of times since the first time we saw them on the end of the road, Tommy is one of the reasons that they're that they're touring yeah, right they now. can continue to tour. Exactly. He's still a class act doing his shit. Tommy's good. a good guy. He posted a photo recently of him playing the guitar behind the back of his head. He's like, it's not as easy as it looks, like making fun of himself. Yeah, that was I interesting. Like that. I do too. And I thought that was interesting and very cool because you don't see a lot of that from Tommy. He's pretty quiet on social media, but I thought it was cool that he posted a picture of him, you know, and had a little bit of fun with it. Like that was unusual. And I, I was actually kind of happy to see that. Bruce had done some things where he was doing some questions and answering, dressing up for Halloween. Bruce has been awesome during the it, pandemic. And he also got as- involved. And he, I'm sorry, finish before I cut you off. Go no, ahead. no, no, that's okay. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and then Bruce also got involved in those Facebook live auctions that we talk about a lot yep. too, uh, which again, very cool. The way he is, the way he is taking his time to engage with fans, 
and just, you know, give fans something to be excited about. It, it's just, I know we say it all the time on the show, but just, you just, Bruce is just the best. He just, he, is. Wa- he walks that line or it doesn't look like, oh my God, look how desperate this guy is for either attention or right. money nope. or anything like that. No, it wa- he walks the line where you're like, dude, he just, he just, I don't think he really needs to do it, but I think he enjoys being around the fans and the music and he enjoys that. We, we want to talk about this stuff. Exactly. Something that he was part of. And I, and, and I just, I, I can't explain it. He just gets it. Yep. He gets it for the fans. The same way Eric Carr used to get it. And yep. sometimes Gene gets it. I think Gene gets it a lot. I do. I think, but sometimes I think Gene is probably path of least resistance. He's like, uh, although, yeah, although, although do, it, he can't be too nice with everything. He'll never be able to walk or talk or do anything. He'll be so hit up with so much fucking requests and everything. I get it. Although he, he Gene does get a little passionate every once in a while on, on, on Twitter about, you know, America, and he, it, it might, it might come across political, but it's, it's not, I, cause I think we talk about this before and a lot of fans out there know that how proud Gene is to have come to this country from where he came from and how he, you know, created his own success. And I just think he's very proud of that. And he, he talks about that a lot on social media. You sound like Terry Francona. I sound like <laughs> Terry Francona. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I, I always think of ta- Listen, I'm going to go and take a little detour. Me and Tom were part of that 2004 miracle. Fuck you, Joey Casada. Yes. Come back against those Yankees. We were at the 19 to eight game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was at all of them. I brought you for that game. Exactly. We, we were walking down Boylston Street afterwards in Com Ave, and everyone's like, that's it for the Sox. Down three nothing. Yep. Another fucking wasted year. This was supposed to be the year. And everyone's like throwing shit and stuff. Yep. Um, but Francona used to, and then after that specific game, Tom, we were in the parking lot listening to the shit on, while we were trying to get out of there. And I remember. You know, these guys really work hard. I'm just so proud of them. Oh, yeah. Like, and we were like, what the fuck? Why do you keep saying you're proud of these guys? They fucking suck. Stop saying you're proud of these guys. He would always say, I'm just so proud of these guys. And next thing you know, they beat the fucking Yankees and then sweep the Cardinals and win the World Series. Yeah, Joey Casada, Take that. 617-422-10Nation <laughs> up next. <laughs> Okay, my man. We got Murph on the line too. They were throwing ten nation. Did I hear you say you had to you had a dodge debris walking down Boylston Street? And the fans, they were throwing things, and you had to stay in the stands and dodge debris as things were getting thrown around. <laughs> Like the pizza incident in the bottom of the fucking thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another New England thing. Oh, I don't know. We're losing everybody. How? How? It's this is, and we say this to all, we say this every week. None of this is scripted. The, the <laughs> only thing, the only thing that's planned is the topic. Yeah. This is a, the fourth or fifth consecutive week we have found a way to bring in Boston sports talk radio. Just. <laughs> 
because you started talking about Nesson and the games and the crowd. Oh yeah, there's a there was an incident in Fenway Park where a foul ball was like landing in like third base side. Yep, and uh, you're watching the guy trying to catch it with the beer. And then he misses the ball, and all of a sudden, you see a fucking large cheese pizza get thrown through the air and smash the guy off the shoulder and hit his chin. What go on, go on, go, go on YouTube and just search Red Sox pizza, and it'll show up. It'll show up. And the, the at the time it was uh, Jerry Remy and who was the other guy? Don Osillo, I think. Don Osillo. They yeah. couldn't stop fucking laughing. They're like, "Wait a minute, what the hell was that?" Oh no, the greatest would have to review it to go back and be like, "Hold on, the guy they showing the guy like miss his beer, and then a fucking guy winds up, oh yeah, takes a pizza slice and flings it across the air, yep, and smacks." Guy. Oh yeah, they break it down like the Zabruta film. They slow it down. It's like the Seinfeld episode. It's like nice game, pretty boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza fucking incident. Popped up. Left side ranging is Cabrera. Now coming is Anderson and interfered with no into the stands. The umpire ruling Tim Timmons and one beverage. Wow, less than they had before. Wow, what's he got now? He's got mud on him and, and an alcoholic beverage. Let's see, how does this happen? It wasn't oh. him. Oh, wow, it's buddy. Oh, what did the cool? Oh. What was that that came flying in? I'm not so sure that that was a, a mistake, which on his shoulder, it looks like somebody may have yeah. thrown some stuff on him just to, to add insult to injury. I thought he rolled in the mud before he came to the yeah. game, but no, that's not correct. He got hit with some type of sub sandwich or something. Oh, he want, now he wants a piece yeah. of it. You want to throw something there at There we go. Well, he's the Pepsi fan of the game until he gets thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> Between innings, we did some investigative reporting on who uh, and what was thrown at that gentleman, and that gentleman has been ejected, but it was an ugly, ugly sight, and I don't know why it was necessary. Now, watch. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but why? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> oh, jeez. Highly unnecessary. That with the Patriots jacket, and, of course, he's been asked to leave the ball game for ruining a good piece of pizza. <laughs> And here goes some pizza. I wonder what. Why did he do that? Because he thought he was interfering with a play. I mean, it seemed totally unnecessary. Just now getting the pizza off him. God, he was hot for a while, but uh, I think the pizza thrower apologized. And uh, he seemed to cool off a little bit. But I'd be kind of ticked yeah, off I'd... myself if somebody yeah. fired a pepperoni pizza at me. <laughs> it seemed unprovoked. Yeah. Too. It, just, it really did. <laughs> just let it fly. <laughs> let me... One more look in slow motion if we can. And here's the Patriot. Here it comes. Just... <laughs> I'm going to throw my pizza. So the, only, the only thing, he didn't hit him with the cheese side. It hit him with <laughs> sauce first. That was an awful sight here at Fenway, and that that is not tolerated in this ballpark. He has been ejected and never again allowed to buy pizza. Not so friendly. I mean, think about how much it costs for pizza pizza. Yep. I mean, would you just fire it at some guy? I, I personally would not, no. I, I wonder about the thought process, though. Well, honey, I'm going to the ball game today, and if I see some guy, I'm going to throw a piece of pizza at him. Oh, oh man. Oh, my God, that was fucking incredible. Oh. Anyways, getting back to the... <laughs> His world. Oh God. <laughs> um, 
the other thing I noticed it was because it was Halloween was uh, yeah. Ace put up a photo. His fucking girl looks hot. Uh, <laughs> Dude, go ahead. I'm just. <laughs> but he was dre- dressed up as like the Saturday Night Live Tom Hanks character, David S. Pumpkins, whatever the <laughs> fucking character was. And he just, his face. How, dude, you said it. We've said it every week. His girlfriend is hot. She's hot. And he, I'm sorry, whoever was bitching about it, he is a pumpkin Muppet. That's what he looked <laughs> yeah. like. He just, he's like the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Like that's, it just, <laughs> hold on a second. Let me get my Gucci shoes on for this photograph. Oh, hold on, honey. Hold on. I think I shit my pants. One second. fuck the things you do for love and money Um, yeah she must really dig him good for him uh but yeah he dressed up like that in meantime gene simmons from kiss was getting into arguments about something like yesterday go ahead about Amerigo Vespucci. (laughs) yes that's an italian map maker he's going over a history lesson with somebody on Twitter named Juan Pablo Abu, <laughs> the fucking Puerto Rican Arab guy. I don't know who the fuck Juan Pablo Abu is, but they were going into a battle about, you know, is it United States or is it America? God bless Gene. He cracks me up. Oh, my God. But the, I, funny, I, but, but the thing I love about Gene's interaction is that you know that he's being serious, but he's also like you can almost picture him being like, "Come on!" Like he's like he's not he's not he's never condescending. He, he there's a way about him where he's never condescending to when he interacts on Twitter. Do you know what I love about Gene Simmons? One of the many things I love about him, he loves knowledge. And Absolutely, he about he's one of those people that likes to know things. Yes, and that's why. Like, if you ever catch him like the nerd of him comes out where he goes on these shows and somebody be like well i know every horror movie ever made from 1920 are you talking about the french made version of that yeah like 1800s or the, like he's like he knows your shit or comic books or something very, like that. he very knows st- history he loves that shit and it's the nerd in him that comes out remember he was a fucking teacher in spanish harlem exactly so he enjoys that shit and i love that i'm the same way i love learning things Sit around and watch a fucking doc- documentary on a fucking fruit fly sometimes because yes. it's just knowledge. It's interesting shit. Yes. I just found it funny where he's Amerigo Vespucci. Yeah. And yes. before we and before we get into our favorite pandemic political person, the, I want to read this tweet from Gene and and kind of juxtapose it with with Paul because a few stop days, a- using big words. Okay. I want to read this tweet before we compare it to Paul's tweets. Yeah, dumb it down. We have people like Sonny Pooney that listen. <laughs> I know, dumb it true. down. I was just about to say another big word. I was I was just going to say polysyllabic, but then I'm like, no, 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 no. I won't say that either. So a, what? a few days before the election, Gene goes out and says, vote your conscience. It's nobody's business who you are voting for. Stop talking politics with your friends and family. You will not win any argument you may have. We are all Americans. Remember that. And all I can think of is how the fuck do you exist with Paul Stanley? Yeah. You know, which, which leads us to Paul, Paul Stanley, pandemic, Paul, 
Yeah. And by the way, but before you get to Paul, oh yeah, go ahead. This this hasn't happened to you where you fucking say something, and then like somebody else at a dinner table on Thanksgiving says, "Yeah, but did you know this and that?" And you sit and they go, "Wow, I didn't know that." I'm going to vote Republican this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to become a Democrat. Congratulations. You convinced me over a logical discussion. Well, over a dinner table. Thank you. Well, that's like you see it. You see a ton of things like that on social media. Somebody commented. I think it was it was I said was some musician or some celebrity. And they said, vote via whatever. And the the, the person was like, you know, I wasn't going to vote at all. But now that the lead singer of Creed told me to go out and vote for fucking oh what you know what I mean it's it's yeah. true it's true, but you know hey you know people are passionate they like to talk about what they feel you know uh, sometimes people just like to get it out there not looking for a response you just like to get it out there sometimes I'm guilty of that too and it, it is what it is, but uh, we got another one in the tally of Paul Stanley rest in peace messages, oh. another one. Uh, I don't know who this person is. Rest in peace. I know who the band Uriah Heep is, but apparently rest in peace. Ken Hensley. Paul wrote Uriah Heep toured with us in the 70s. We were thrilled to have them share the stage with us. A classic British powerhouse with a slew of killer songs and soaring harmonies. Ken was a huge part of their success and a true rock star. I know Uriah Heep was huge in the 70s. I don't really know too much about them, but we bring this up because Paul finds the way to do another rest in peace for a non-KISS family-related member. so Because he likes to be in the roundup of, oh, other people are talking about Bingo. sending their regards. Yep. Paul Stanley of KISS said this. Yeah, I, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, and Paul is still doing his normal shit, um, annoying the fuck out of a lot of his fans. And, you know, I, we, we say this all the time. We don't come into this with... Hey, let's let's do a Paul Stanley fucking shit thing to start um, the episode. It just, hap- it just happens. Yeah, I mean, we're not looking to to shit on the dude. We fucking love Paul Stanley, but it's just a matter of like, yep. I don't know. Stores and houses are boarding up for the fear of violence and reprisals after Election Day. What has this country become? How did we get here? When did the coexistence of accepting? Of different opinions go from being the fabric of American democracy to defining your enemy. All right, love God. <laughs> exactly. Just shut up, dude. Stop. But the thing I really wanted to discuss with you, I I know. Go for it. You know, twenty-one years ago on Halloween, nineteen ninety-nine, the Phantom of the Opera closed its ten-year run in Toronto. With eight shows a week and nightly standing ovations, my contract was extended, and I was honored to be the final phantom. I never worked harder or felt more blessed. I'd pat you on the back, Paul, but your fucking hand is in the way. First of all, you never worked harder or felt more blessed than doing that. Hey, Kiss Army, thanks you for all the comments. Oh, so performing for us all these years that have given you a fucking career is not as important working hard or felt more blessed for all the shit that we've all the performances we've gone to but performing for some fucking snobs in toronto the fucking entertainment mecca of the world that was being blessed by those fucking snobs what because he got a tony for scarsdale surprise like fucking kramer (laughs) first of (laughs) all 
first of all, this is this is, this fits into the exact narrative that we've talked about that you what you, what you call him. He wants to be a renaissance man. What this tweet is, we talk about all the time. Validation. And it sheds and it sheds it sheds the kiss image off of him and creates a more noble version of himself for people on social media to see. Look at him. He was he was on Broadway. He played the Phantom. I've never worked harder in my life. Dude, you're the fucking star child. Uh, this is great that you did that. We're happy for you, and it's great, but you never worked harder. You felt more blessed than that. Uh, okay, dude. All right. You're not going to get that from us on this show, but whatever you want. It, it, it never ends. Nope. With but, I, but I will say this. He has been quiet since election day in terms of politics. He hasn't said a word about what's going on. So I'm anxious to see that. Dude, you wrote, give me more. Please. <laughs> that song is, that's like the, that's the fucking worst song on that album. No, no one's fucking putting you up there with Mozart. Okay. Just dude. stop. No, nah, I know. I know. Okay. That's the weekly Paul banter. <laughs> Do we want to give Paul the, the go fuck yourself award of the no, week? This, I'm no, kidding. I, I am kidding. Of course. No, I'm kidding. no, 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 no. I know. I think the go fuck me award. Let's think, Tom. Do you want to take it this week or you want me to? Because I got plenty of them. I could. Go if you have plenty of options, go for it. Yeah. Um, I would like to pick. Uh, someone, and that would be all these fucking morons during this whole fucking election shit that can't put aside their differences. I played high school sports. I was an athlete. Not now. I was a jock. I went to college. I partied and drank with all those type of guys. 90%, I would say maybe 95% of my friends are Republicans. Mm -hmm. I am the only liberal Democrat of all my friends, probably. Maybe a couple that I know of. Um, I have other friends in the attorneys. I have my brother. They're all fucking Republicans. Surrounded by them. I don't fucking have problems with them. Nope. We talk politics. We joke. We give each other shit every once in a while. I get along with them. So the go fuck me award should go to all those people that are so fucking adamant that I can't be friends with you. You can't be friends with me. Uh, You're a fucking asshole. You're a fucking shitbag. Oh, you support racist. Oh, you fucking support all the fucking uh, Antifa people. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't think black lives matter. You think black lives matter. Like all that shit, dude. It's the same thing. You're already seeing, you're already seeing things about, you know, Oh, how to talk politics with your family at Thanksgiving. Like if you can't have like a civil discussion at all and just have an exchange of ideas without like, I, I see people on Twitter, like who legitimately like, may not spend Thanksgiving with their family because they don't want to talk. They can't handle a discussion about this. Like yeah. you need to friggin' re-examine your life. You really do. Yeah. You dude, your politics suck, but I don't give a fuck. You took the last fucking drumstick. I am going to fucking stab you. <laughs> Pretty you much. Shit. Yeah. That's what it goes to. Pretty much. Fuck about your politics. Who ate the last fucking yams? Exactly. Ooh, candy yams. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Aunt Bertha's got that fat ass moving today. Ooh. 
So anyways, after all that, if you want to do take advantage of that, you would go to adamandeve.com with yes. the promo with the promo code loudcast. We talk about it every week. You go in there, pick your items, add them to your cart. You enter in then little coupon code, promo code section. You put in loudcast, one word. It's going to throw on a ton of extra stuff, free gifts, free shipping, a bunch of spicy movies. You can't go wrong. We say it all the time. Maybe Hall- you can find uh, like fucking Scooby-Doo spoof porn on there. Oh, absolutely. It, you could buy that. Maybe some sexy Daphne outfit or maybe a sexy Fred Ascot. <laughs> Well, maybe some dog on girl porn. I, I was just going to say, maybe some kind of sexy dog outfit. Who knows? <laughs> maybe some sexy bestiality movies. Who knows? Oh, Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> but anyways, AdamEve.com promo code loudcast. Check it out. Holidays are coming up soon. You never know. You know, you, you might want, you know, a friggin' foot long strap on your stocking this year. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> fuck yourself. With that. Oh, that might be our next kiss draft. What's that? Porn stars? Yes. Okay. We'll have the por- first pick. I take Ginger Lynn Ooh. from the 1980s. All right. That's a good one. It's a good what do one. You got coming up. Oh, boy. This would be tough. If we're going 80s, I got to go Christy Canyon. If we're going 90s, I get, if we're going 90s, I got to go Jenna Jameson. Oh, yeah. Christy yeah. Cannon's got fat. <laughs> and she's got that she's got that untrimmed landscape going on down there too uh, she needs that yeah, ad that adam and eve weed whacker <laughs> you don't know what's you don't know when the guy's going down or if it's his 80s mustache or bush <laughs> she ain't wearing no bikini <laughs> and then Oh, then with the second pick. <laughs> oh, here we go. We're really going to do this. <laughs> Who's the porn chick that was smoking in the 90s? We saw. Which um, one? Tori something. What was oh, Tori name? Wells. Tori yes. Wells. There you yes. Go. Number two. Where are you Murph, going? M- I'm going to draft Peter North. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for all you guys out there, go say we it. Had a, we had an intramural floor hockey team. <laughs> Greatest name ever. At Stonehill. And we were called the Peter North Stars. <laughs> That's that the fucking, that is the greatest sports name ever. The <laughs> Peter North Stars. <laughs> Who was the kid? There was a kid at Stonehill. We used to call him Peter guy. North. Yeah, we used to call him he Peter North. Like him. Yeah. He'd call him. He'd walk by and go, Peter North. Yep. I don't know if he was fucking throwing ropes like Peter North did at the end of oh each scene. <laughs> Peter North would splash women like a fat guy falling into a pool. Dude, he, he could fucking put the best bakery out of business with the fucking decorating he did. Fucking, he could fucking liquidate all those fucking like a thousand Cinnabons with his fucking juice. From oh like a gosh. mile away. How did this? Ha- this is what happens with these episodes. You just bring up one thing, and the next thing you know, we're talking about Peter North and Cinnabon <laughs> and fucking porn star draft. <laughs> Anyways, oh. Let's, oh. Let's, let's let's steer the car back into the lane. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. 
Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, um, God, I'm dying right get now. Get off topic and get back on topic. And Ugh. that is, we are doing a mail bag shit bag episode. Yes. All so, right. So we, we put out, we send out the red button, and you guys know what that means. And we want to thank you, everybody who contributed to questions. Yes. We got we got a ton, and we're not going to get them through them all tonight. And if we don't get through it tonight, we'll get to it eventually because at the end of every regular episode, we do a viewer question. But we like to do we like to catch up on these questions and kind of just you know go through them. Um, and it's you know it's a nice informal episode for us. And uh, right. it's, off, it's off the cuff. We don't study these questions. We don't really see them. We just kind of go through. I don't see them at all. Tom clips them. And he saves them all. And yep, he, but I, but I, I, cl- I, what's coming. I clip them and I don't even really read them. Um, right. So, so this will be the first time we'll be kind of blowing through them. So here's a good Ooh. one. to Here's a good one to start off. Did you say blowing through them? Oh, yeah. This is going to be a running theme. It's going to okay. be like the fucking porn mail bag. Well, speaking of Peter North, we got a question from Kevin North. <laughs> Not Kevin North. This is an email question from Kevin Northern. He says, if Mark St. John had never come into the kiss picture, which of these two scenarios would you have rather seen? One, Bruce joins the band and plays on Animal Eyes. Or two, Vinny stays in the band to write and record Animal Eyes. I, I love Bruce, but there's no way Vinny would last in kiss. So if I could sneak out another episode out of Vinny, I'll take that because his songwriting would have been awesome. Because if he had any of those songs in his back pocket that ended up on All Systems Go, and he put that in with Kiss, God, that would be incredible. And eventually, Bruce will still join the band because there's no way Vinny's going more than two albums with him. So I would say I would go with Vinny. And that's a fucking awesome way to start this. 
Yeah, great that, question. That, that's that, that's why I kind of had this one loaded to kick off. That's a great one because this is a tough one for me because I absolutely love Bruce. I love Bruce, but I think Zeus said it the best. If you can get a little bit more out of Vinny, I want a little bit more out of Vinny. I am a Vinny fan. I know that we make jokes about what he does outside of Kiss and how he's crazy and he may or may not show up for his appearances, et cetera, et cetera. But his songwriting is off the fucking charts. And to get another album with him, I think would have been great. And again, I that and that's coming from somebody who may be the president of the Bruce Kulick fan club. Uh, but what, what Vinny can offer in terms of songwriting. And I honestly, I think that the style of album that Animalize was, I think it would have suited Vinny great. It would have been insane with him. Shri- can you picture him on like under the gun? His fucking guitar probably would have burst into flames. Yeah, he, he would have been amazing. Or, you know, or just opening. Right. Yeah. I've had enough. I mean, oh. it, yeah, it would have been, it would have been awesome. No, that, that's a, that's a great question, Kevin. And I'd like to hear what other people think too. I mean, you could almost do an episode on that. So that's a great way to start. And and thank you for that one. So uh, let's see, let's, let's, let's jump back into the mailbag and, uh, and, and see what we got uh, here. This is one comes from the star pod log and star Trek podcast. This is an email. So they must follow us, which is great. I'm not, I'm not a star Trek guy. I'm a star Wars guy, but if you're a star Trek guy, check these guys out. So they had a, his, their question was if kiss had removed their makeup earlier in the eighties, how would it have affected their career? So, um, they, so they took it off and then did lick it up early in the eighties, earlier than that. <sighs> We don't really talk about this too much because we haven't really covered that era. We reviewed the Unmasked album, but we never really got into. Well, it depends. I mean, I think it would be exactly the same if they took it off of Creatures of the Night. Okay. I think because the albums are similar, they're sister albums, I think. And the sound is similar. I think it would have, their career would have been just the same as if they did that then. Now, if they took it off during Unmasked, because that's, really the first introduction of a new member i don't know i mean uh i i think i honestly i don't think it would have really done anything because i don't i think by the time we're talking the 80s yep kiss was already done yep they were out of favor so taking the makeup off any earlier really wouldn't have made a difference i don't think i don't think keeping the makeup on really helped them out much better we like it because we got to see two characters come into it that weren't ever going to show up. The Fox, and the Ankh warrior, right. Or the, or the whiz, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I think that, but you know, for their um, career wise, I think it would be the same. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. Yeah, probably. I probably agree. I think for me, I think they took the makeup off at the perfect time. And for a few reasons, similar to what Zeus said, I think a, it allowed us to get the new character in the Fox. It allowed us to get the new character in the Vinnie Ankh warrior. And I think if they took the makeup off in conjunction with say the elder, did you just say conjunction junction? What's your function hooking up? All right. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. But I think if they, I think if you combined the elder with removing the makeup, say those two things happened at the same time, like there, 
I think that I think that could have been a disaster because I think that would have been too much for Kiss fans to accept them with no makeup and to accept them with this concept album that most people hated to begin with. I got if a great they, point there. I think it might have been too much. Yeah, you're right. Maybe in the sense that it allowed them to get to the point where people are like, okay, well, they're still not bad. Okay. Yep. They're doing a little bit more rock. Okay. Yep. Oh, now they took the makeup off. Rather than what the fuck is this? I think the only thing they could have done was probably take the makeup off for Creatures of the Night. They could have done that. But I'll tell you right now, they looked fucking insane in that era with makeup. That stage set with the tank. Vinny, the band was like, a, we talked about this before. The, the, the band was like a metal band then. And I think that those that the, the outfits and the makeup looked amazing. Because let's, let's admit it, Lick It Up is awesome. But when they took the makeup off the band, they didn't really know what they they didn't really know how to act, especially Gene. We know that. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I don't know if it really would have affected their career at all. I mean, if, if you're talking about if they took the makeup off, like, you know, say for Dynasty or something, I mean, you know, that would have been that could have been With all four members. Wow. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, there was you, no you, reason when Dynasty came out, they were still at its high. Dynasty. Right. right. You right. know, they still had a huge song and they came out and yep. they were still selling the tour didn't do well. Right. But that's a great so, take the makeup off. You're crazy. Take you're crazy. the makeup off. You're crazy. You're crazy. Great question, though. Starpod log. That was awesome. Thank you very much. We love that. Uh, so let's dig back in to the mailbag. Oh, and here, you know what? Here's a good one because we're we, we we sprinkled in a little political talk here, not too much. Mm-hmm. Um this is kind of an easy answer for me. This is from Stephen Wood. Is there anyone that you would not have as a guest on your podcast due to their political opinions or unsavory conduct? The separation of art versus artist has always fascinated me. You want to start with this? No, I would love to have like, I fucking hate Donald Trump. I hate Donald Trump Jr. I'd have him on because I think I could toe to toe argue with them and debate them. Um, so I'm not scared of them. I would have them on any day to talk to them. I'm just thinking of people. I like I, to me, I would rather confront somebody and call them out like Stuart. I'd love to have him on and just fucking discuss kiss and, and go after his opinion about how he's hypocritical about a lot of the shit about kiss that he gives them hard times that he doesn't give other people. I can't think of anybody that I wouldn't have on. It, it'd have to be somebody that like, I just don't like. What about somebody? What about somebody? What about that, you? What about you? You fucking. What about forget about forget about like the political angle? What about like he he references unsavory conduct? Like somebody who's like a legitimate piece of shit that may have been involved with something in the media, whether it like a crime or or some kind of involvement. Like I, I, to to yeah, me, I, yeah, that's that. I already said it. Donald Trump. Donald Trump Jr. Uh, you. <laughs> You know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I'm yeah, talking. I'm, 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 I would still have them on, and I think oh, that of them. Okay. So that's my opinion of them. So you can say, would you have, um, for you, Hunter Biden on our show? <laughs> uh, honestly, this this question's easy for me to answer. I think the more controversial and more differing of the guest, I think would to me would be more entertaining because I enjoy having a discussion i mean i'm i it would it wouldn't be a bunch of ranting and raving and insulting and 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 bashing it would be like zeus said whether it's somebody uh, whether whether it's a a political person or whether it's somebody like eddie trunk or whether it's somebody 
Like, I mean, we always make fun of, uh, you know, like somebody like, say, Sebastian Bach or D. Snyder. I don't agree with them politically, but I would love to. I think it would be great to have them on and talk music and talk politics. And because I think that a problem that that a lot of these guys have on social media is it's very easy to tweet out what you what you feel, whether you love Trump or hate Trump or whatever. And then just kind of hide behind that social media platform and take your time and delete and edit your response. Having somebody on a show and and having a discussion, I think that would be great. I think that would be great. And and unsavory conduct, I, I don't know. I mean, wh- who would that be? Who, who, who would that be? I don't know. We have a KISS podcast. Right. So if I can get fucking Dr. Dre on, what's the point? And maybe for a bonus episode on that, but I can't bring him on to talk about kiss. Right. So do, if I had a popular podcast and I was, uh, who's the fucking schmuck now, the big, the big guy, what's his face now? I think I'm drawing a blank. The, the big, most popular podcast. Oh, Joe, right Ro- Joe Rogan. So if I was Joe Rogan and I can interview anybody, if I had his power and I could do people and stuff like that, I'd be like, and I was an influencer. I'd be like, I don't want fucking Kim Kardashian on it. Fuck her. Right. I can't stand her and her fucking yep. family. And I can't stand what they stand for. And I don't want them on my show. I don't want to give them the platform. But like, I'm not giving them a platform. If like Kim Kardashian want to come on our show, like, who the fuck am I? I'd be like, oh, I'm not giving you the platform. Like, dude, fuck off. You know what I'd, I mean? I'd be like, ooh, you got a fat ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, here, here we go. Speaking of unsavory conduct, I'll be honest. With you, I don't even know if the guy's still alive, but we talk about Steve, the pedophile Cornell. Okay. The guy has a history with kiss. He knows Gene. If we had the opportunity to have him on the show, would we? Yes. Okay. I would. Me too. I'd, I'd be him. I'd say, well, you, you know, and I'd bring it up. I, yep. I would have to kind of bring it up. Wouldn't you? Yes. You know, the yeah. elephant in the room. Can we get it out of the way? I don't want to discuss it, but you know, this so and so and so happened. Did you did you exactly. pay your debt to society? Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's move on. Agreed. So, no, I, it's, it's a great question, Stephen, and I think that I think it's a good question. I think it's interesting because in this culture right now, a lot of people like to surround themselves with like-minded people, and that can be very, very, very boring. You heard what I said earlier. Ninety <clears> percent <throat> of my friends are Republicans. Yep. I don't give a fuck. No, nope, I don't either. But I think having a guest on with a differing opinion, I think I I think I think it would be amazing to have Eddie Trunk on here because I would just love to pick his brain and talk to him about his feelings and stuff like that. So great question. And I think you get the gist of our answer. So, you know what, Tom? so Steven, thank you for that. Of, I'm also Go ahead. thinking of one other thing. As yeah. far as our podcast friends, I would think I'm thinking out loud. I yep. would say it's probably about 75% of Republicans. Maybe. Yeah, I would think that most of them are Republicans. I, I would say, I would, I would say, uh, to be honest, I would say they're, they're Republicans, or I don't know their political leanings. To be honest with you, I can tell you they're not Democrats. The only yeah. one that I know is a Democrat that's kind of like myself would be uh, Baco. I know he puts it his shit out there. Oh, yeah, about yep. it. He's he's passionate. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think he does that. And uh, oh, and uh, our our good buddy Jay at the Hook Rocks, I think he is as well. Everybody else. Yep, is on Team Tom. Ah, come on, it's not a team, but I know what you. I, I hear what you're saying. Oh, don't get all fucking sensitive, you motherfucking, you fascist, you fucking. That's right. Line them up and take them down. Fuck them all. 
What do we got next, buddy? So we got a quick, we got, we got a, a little, this one's a little bit more lighthearted. This is from our friend. This is from our friend Graham Richley on Twitter. And he says, does the podcast take up way more of your time than you expected? <laughs> I can't even imagine doing all you do and having a day job. <laughs> you want to start with this? Or you want me to start with this? Ooh, why don't you take it first? Okay. So I'll start by answering that. Admittedly, the workload is not. 50 50 on this um and that's be no i know zeus likes to play that off but it's not we spend a lot of time we're very very organized and i will say that i'm proud of that we're very very organized and i think we're very ocd we're very we want to put a product out there that we can be proud of and that our listeners can 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 enjoy and and that's the everything that the two of us do is very organized in a plus effort. So we hope that that comes through. So we come up with a topic. We try to record on Wednesday or Thursday. So tonight we're recording on a Thursday. By the time this call is done, hopefully we will know what we're doing for next week. If not, we'll know by Friday or Saturday. And then depending on the depth and the detail of the topic, if it's an album review or a DVD, we will spend a lot of our time researching, taking notes doing our homework and putting everything together. Then we schedule a time when we can record. And then during the week, we're managing all the social media and interacting with you guys. Then I'm going to hand it over to Zeus because then Zeus has the difficult part. And without the part that he does, you wouldn't hear our show. No, it's just a matter of after the episode is done. So we're recording tonight on Thursday night. It's nine 30. I have to have this episode up and running, ready to go before midnight tomorrow night. Right. We usually don't record on Thursdays because, you know, there, there's too much editing. So we've gone from editing where it took me, I've finished the episode. I'll throw on the beginning. I'll throw on the end, which is the, you know, the intro. Good night. We love you. Yeah. And the exit. I used to just do that. Then I realized and figured out how I could do clips. When I did the clips, I figured that out on my own. Kind of like when I was like 10 years old and realized, oh, this feels good when I touch that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can do this. So I just kind of learned how to do it. And then it kind of created a monster. Yep. And all of a sudden I'm fucking doing a clip because I have all these jerky boy thoughts and all the shit that we say to each other. So I, I have to put this in. Next thing I know, I'm putting 40 clips an episode. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I can't do this. Then, you know, I got people that love the clips. I got people that don't love the clips. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm reducing them. Then I started going, Look, let's get some bumpers. Now we have a bumper. I have a spreadsheet. I have to go through all that stuff. Then we have themes. If there's a theme, what do I have to do? I still get some clips I do and not as much as I used to, but you know what they are. So after we end this episode, if the episode goes a couple hours, I will have to do the editing. The editing of this episode will probably, you know, I listen to the whole episode. I get rid of our you know sometimes when I when I do that Mr. Tipton yes or the you know so like the Movons you know sometimes when you know I was going down you know and I was trying to listen you know you know I gotta get rid of all those don't tell people don't don't tell people that we don't sound brilliant um 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 or the middle of the episode that you might hear I try to get rid of those 
and edit everything. So by listening to the two-hour episode, I probably will do another additional two hours. So I'll make that four hours of editing. Yep. Now, I put myself behind the eight ball because we're doing this episode on Thursday night. I have to do four hours to get this thing done. In the end, it's like a schedule. I have my life. Tommy has his life. I have a, a beautiful 12-year-old daughter. Tom has a high school son. Forget how old he is. 16 and a half. 16 and a half. And he's married. He's got his home life. I've got my life. Uh, Tom works. He's more of a nine to five kind of guy. He's got his hours. I'm self-employed attorney. Yep. So sometimes I'll work at midnight <clears throat> doing stuff, or sometimes I'll sleep until 10 in the morning. I don't give a shit. I find my time. I do my work. And around that, we do all this stuff. Tom handles all social media. Uh, I try to jump in every once in a while when I get in the mood. I jump on that. I handle the Instagram one. Tom does most of the stuff. So he's the one who's usually responding, posting everything all the time. He's some, we're lucky we have a, he has a job that he can kind of sneak that shit in. Yep. And so between all that stuff, yeah, it's hard. But I have a partner that is 50 50. Even if Tom said to me, I want to do the editing, I'd probably tell him no. I, I'm yeah. the type of personality that I would rather do it. And bitch about doing it, then let somebody else do it and, and bitch, bitch to about them. it. Yep. You know, like you're not fucking doing it right. You're not doing because you know what he's gonna say to me after two seconds? Fine. Fuck, fuck you. you. You do it. <laughs> yep. So I'd rather do it and bitch to myself that I'm doing it. But I know he's doing shit. Like this week I moved, as I was saying. I didn't do anything this last couple of weeks, mostly because I've been moving. He's taking care of it. When you have a partner. You guys have to have a kind of a, a, a confidence, uh, a, a much uh, like a respect that you know that they can handle it. I am not upset if I put in more time than him. He doesn't give me shit like, dude, are you going to fucking reply to any of these people? He doesn't give me shit about it. I don't give him shit about it. Yep. It doesn't matter. We bounce ideas off each other. Nobody comes up. Sometimes he's more passionate about something. Run with it. Sometimes I am. It works. We'd be texting each other regardless of this podcast. So now we text each other podcast shit. What do you want to do this week? Do you want to do this? No. We already did a compilation review. Let's do one in two weeks. Oh, you, what about this guy? Oh, you, when are we going to get this guest on? It shit happens. That doesn't take much. You're talking to your friends. So it's not really work. The only thing that I would say is work is the fact that I know no matter what, I have to have this episode done, ready, by midnight on Friday, and the same thing for YouTube. I have to have it all ready to go. That's it. Everything else, I'll figure it out. We have a schedule. We follow it. We have a list of episode ideas we want to do. We have a list of plan that shit out. We don't fucking go into this shit blind 20 minutes before an episode. Never. Wink, wink, and say, hey, uh, what are we talking about this week? Uh, you know, this week we're going to talk about... Uh, uh, why don't we talk about Ace Fraley? He's pretty cool. Okay. Like, we don't do that shit. Nope. It, it, you know, I feel, to me, and I don't care if I'm stepping on toes, I don't give a fuck. I feel it's disrespectful to you. I think it's disrespectful to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to fucking shoot the shit and just talk to Tom. Look, even if we're just talking like we are today on a mailbag episode, it's still organized in some sense. Yep. Okay, it's fluid, but it's not fucking 
you know, rigid and, and boring. And so it's, it's just, you know, it is a level of respect to one another. And more importantly, there's a respect to you that we put the time in that we do this. We are not like a few other podcasts, which are fucking incredible. If you're in the mood for it, which, you know, like Julian Gill runs his podcast. If you're in the mood for that, that shit's awesome. We're yep. not going to out Julian Gill, Julian Gill, in describing fucking some real niche thing of Kiss. We're going to come at it with the facts and and try to put a fun spin on it. God bless him for what he does. Everybody has a different niche. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm actually praising the man. And there are other podcasts that do it too as well. Everybody's different. You know what you guys get from us. So now that I'm off my, um, I'll get off the soapbox now. But Tom, anything you want to add? No, it's that's that's true, and, and it's funny because, like, we've been doing this, and and what we do is we record the same week that we release our episodes. That's just the way we are. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the other thing that's different with so, us and everyone else. So, so there's noticing. a lot of there's a lot of shows out there, and it's it's not a criticism. For anybody listening to this, it is not a criticism. It's just more of a commentary and an observation that there are people out there that record a couple episodes, maybe bank a few episodes, and then just release them to stay on schedule. I think this falls under the category of Zeus and I just being very OCD, and we want to be timely and current, and it keeps us on our toes. We record every week, and every week that episode drops on Saturday. We've been yeah. doing this for almost two years. There was one time last summer where we had to record two episodes in one week because I was going to be away on vacation and we banked it and dropped it. Other than that, we we record every week. We drop every week. And then our week, for me at least, our week kind of revolves around the show. We drop the episode on Saturday. We, pu- we publish it on social media. We keep up with all the comments. Monday, we do a poll. We're retweeting and reposting things during the week. Thursday, we do a coming soon teaser. Friday, we do a flashback Friday. I have an entire log of every flashback Friday that I do so that I keep them fresh. I'm like, oh, okay. The last four Fridays have been 70s makeup kiss. Today, I'm going to throw a crazy night's picture or something like that and try to keep it fresh in rotation. And then next thing you know, we're back around to Saturday. The weeks go by fast and it's and it's revolving mm-hmm. around it's revolving around kiss and it's revolving around this show. So it is awesome. If it's if it's taking up time, it's a good time. Believe me, it never ever feels like a burden ever. No, and in addition to that, we will do the flashback episode or either Tuesdays or Wednesdays. And oh, if yeah. I don't do yep. it, it's usually because we actually threw in a bonus episode. <laughs> yep, because we like to punish ourselves, but we wanted a second release of like to talk about stuff instead of waiting for our friends to invite um, us on their shows. Like, fuck it, let's do our own, just on bonus episode, albums that we love. We discussed this by October. We were already planning it last year. What do we want to do? How do we want to make this different? Who do we want on? Boom, let's talk to Sonny. We came up with a plan. Do this. Wink, wink. Season three is coming up. Yep. Uh, Just stay tuned. You'll see what we're talking about. Like, we want you guys to feel like there's something new going on with us. We don't want to be the same podcast or the same stuff or run out of ideas or run out of stuff. We'll always spice it up. And just because we did an album review doesn't mean we won't go back to that album. You'll see. We've already planned that ahead. So there are different things going on because we want to make it, just like Kiss says, be 
We wanted to be the band that we wanted to see. We want to be the podcast that you want to hear. Stupid shit. Yep. Two idiots fucking talking crazy stories. Love of kiss. Love of music. And entertaining you guys. So I think that was a pretty fucking long answer. But I hope this helps you guys out and understand what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, a little and peek the behind the little a little peek behind the curtain, if, if shall we say. So, yeah. but th- thank you for the question. That was that was great, and uh, I, I think our answer was very very thorough. So, um, thank you for that. So, we're gonna go to a ne- another question. It's kind of short. I have the answer to this one. If you want to jump in, by all means, you can. This is from Twitter. This is from S V Puga, and it's a very simple question. And he just says, "Why is Sonic Boom?" Not in the Spotify catalog. Do you guys have any idea? Yes, I do. Sonic Boom is not available on any streaming service. And it's not available anywhere because of the exclusivity rights with Walmart. For anybody that remembers, that was a Walmart exclusive. They did a big Kiss Corner. They had Sonic Boom and all this Kiss merchandise. It was a huge, big promo when Sonic Boom came out. Those exclusivity rights, I do not believe they have expired. I don't think they have because if they have, you would be able to find this album. Uh, It's not on iTunes. It's not on Spotify. It's nowhere. It's also nowhere available legally on vinyl. The only time this was ever available on vinyl was when the album dropped back whatever year it was. Forgive me for not remembering the year. There are bootleg colored versions of this that are available. They're affordable and they're cheap. You didn't hear that from me, but you're not going to find Sonic Boom anywhere. I don't even know if you can buy the CD anywhere, to be honest with you. And if you can, you probably have to get it direct through Walmart or look for it somewhere on eBay. I, I wanted to bring this question up, not so much to answer you to give you the answer you wanted, but I thought we could maybe spend a minute or two or 10 minutes or whatever about how weird this was that kiss did this, that they would engage themselves in an exclusivity contract with a retailer and then lock themselves into this and not be able to have to get their fans access to an album that okay, it's not great, but I like it. I'm a fan of some of Sonic boom. I'd say maybe half of it. I really like, I don't know. Thoughts on on Sonic Boom, Zeus? What do you what do you think about? I mean, I understand Gene's the marketer, and he thought that's what this was. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's just Gene. Let's try something different. Streaming service sucks. You're talking about what? When did this come out? Two thousand ten nine? What did I think it was? Out? I think it was ten or eleven, maybe. Uh, no, wait, wait. Two thousand twelve was 12. monster. Yes. Okay. So it was eight then. I think it was eight. Right. Yeah. So. If you're thinking about it, right, what was streaming service back then? It wasn't it what it is now. No. So they were probably thinking, let's just do it this way and try it out and see what it happens. Yep. They did it that way. And, uh, you know, they probably, well, it's, it's no coincidence. They didn't do it again. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because I, I remember it was a huge thing. And they had, they, had the, they had Sonic Boom. And then they had all these crazy kiss items, you know, I th- think they had like teddy bears and Mr. Potato heads and kiss M and M's. And it was like a huge marketing blitz with Didn't this album commercial. Yes. Yep. They did. And, and it was, it was all Walmart. And again, oh, nine, it, it came out. Oh, nine. Okay. Okay. So uh, it's been 11 years and the album is still near nowhere to be found. 
I've heard a lot of people talk about that. And I, I, that's why I kind of wanted to answer that in case people weren't aware of why you can't find it anywhere. That's why you can blame Walmart or you can blame Gene Simmons from Walmart. So that's why Sonic Boom doesn't exist. Good one. I, yeah. So that was just a, that was, that was a good one to kind of get out there. Uh, let's jump back into the mailbag and see what we have here. All right. This is a quick one. I, I think we may have talked about this. I don't recall, but this is from our friend via email, Mr. Wesley Beach, who is very interactive with us. Wesley, a former member of the Plasmatics, friend in, uh, or, you know, new Gene Simmons. So we've, we've come to communicate with him on social media and email. Uh, very basic question, Zeus. I'll let you take this one first. Best kiss concert you saw and why? I think we've discussed this. So for me, it's um, okay. uh, the reunion, probably. Okay. The reunion, it was me, you, Murph, and I think McLucas. Yep. The same kid that dressed up as Kiss with us for Halloween That's at right. Stonehill College. Yep. And uh, it was just surreal. I'll never forget listening to him and, and seeing it. And uh, the, I don't know, it was like that slow-mo, rocky, hugging Apollo Creed. Oh, in the, the beach. Fucking, in the in, beach. In, in the beach. Like that yep. uncomfortableness now. But back then, it was like we look at each other and we're like, oh, we're doing this. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, and the other one would have been the, like, you know, last year when I saw them with my daughter, but she didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. She didn't like the band. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I would I would say, I mean, I, I'll always have a sweet spot for the very, very first time I saw them, the 1990 Hot in the Shade tour, just because it was the first time. But obviously, obviously, there was no makeup. But that first that first reunion tour uh, at the Garden, it was just absolutely unbelievable. And That's the first time I saw them. Yeah, I think that was your first. Con- yeah, yeah, I think that was it. First yep. time I saw them, too. Yep. And then after that, I th- I think uh, the, the 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 garden show for End of the Road with uh, my son yeah, and, and you and, and you and Murph. Yeah. That was just a great memory, and I, it was just so exciting because he had never seen him before. We had seats right right dead center. They played his favorite song, "Calling Doctor Love." That was just a great memory. And who knows? Hopefully, there's many more of those memories coming soon. Uh, you know, next Go year ahead. or whatever. Or whatever. Put the caveat out there. Go ahead. If they ever tour again, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> So, but Wesley, thank you, buddy. Maybe we'll have to have you on this show uh, in person and talk about Kiss a little bit more. So, yep, thank you, thank absolutely. you for that. Thank you for that question. Here's a here comes one from I Love It Louder. Would you see the band in its current configuration play without makeup and play songs from all errors? <laughs> buddy, I would see them in their pajamas play the Monster album back and forth. 15 times are you kidding me of course yeah i wouldn't do that but go ahead i would i would yes of course absolutely i'll tell you right now not only would i see that i would i would pay double for that yeah i prefer it than seeing the end of the road Uh, shit now actually honestly that's a great point i would prefer that if they said due to the covid19 pandemic we have scrapped the end of the road tour we're now going to do a flashback tour and we're going to do all all non-make we're going to go back to the non-makeup era i would i would get fucking front row seats did you say you're gonna go back to the stone ages oh god i I can never say back to anything i like it (laughs) 
I'm interested to see when I love it louder, when he asked this question, if he thought that anybody would say like no to this. And I don't mean that as an insult. I'm, I'm, I'm being sincere. Like, 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 are there people that would be like, no, 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 no. I don't want to see them with no mate. I, I, I want no, this. No, no, I don't want to see this. I got to see. I got to. I want to hear Love Gun again. Yeah. I don't, yeah, want, I don't, to hear, I don't want to hear them play X-ray eyes. I, don't, I, I want to hear Love It Loud. <laughs> oh, please. No. But I would love that. I, I I would I would I would love I I wish that that would be something that they would consider down the road. Maybe it will. We talked about that. A uh, uh, you know small club shows, no makeup, acoustic or something. But right. I'll save that because that might be another question down the road here. A- any anything anything you want you want to jump on on that one? No. Okay. All right. Let's uh let's jump back into the mailbag here. Our buddy Tony Smith. No shit sandwich questions from him tonight, which is good. <laughs> Your opinion should the Millennium concert and Kiss Rocks Vegas should they have been called Kiss Alive 5 and Kiss Alive 6 instead? No. Ooh, explain no. I- explain. No, I just, I, they're not in that category. It wasn't a special event. Alive 3 Look, we have a real live Kiss series on our show. Oh, yeah. So obviously, we know what we really think. But the fact of the matter is, Alive 3 came out at a time where it, it was, it should have came out earlier, but it came out at a decent time. Alive 4 is the symphony version of that. What would have really been the difference between Alive 3 and the next Alive? There's no more additional songs except for one or two albums released since then. How many albums did they release since then? Five? Yeah. They don't play anything off those five albums anyway. So what's the point? I'm going to hear another version of the same songs that are either on one, two, and three. At least Alive 4 is symphony. It's different. So no, that's my answer. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really bother me either way. I think it's more of just a, you know. A, a kind of a cosmetic title thing. I, I will say this. I do think it's interesting that they did a live for symphony and then just gave up on the alive name. Maybe just nothing else was an alive five coming out. Once they do the end of the road, definitely. They won't call it that. They'll call it. They'll call it end of the road. You'll see. Okay. Oh, oh, you got, you got inside school. Are you friends? Oh, with yeah. the, are, you, are you friends with the critic? You know, what's going on. <laughs> But no, that's that's a good question. I'd like to see. I mean, I, to me, Ooh, again, Chip Magoo. <laughs> Chip. I like that name better than Doc McGee. Chip Magoo. <laughs> fucking Mister Magoo. Oh God. Same. Hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Doc McGee? Hey, what's Chip Magoo? All right, here's one. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this one. This is from Twisted Kister. If Paul and or Gene had left Kiss in 1984, who would you have picked to take their spots? So the band, so the so the band is so the band is Eric Carr, Bruce Kulick, Paul Stanley, and Blank, or in Gene Simmons and Blank, an unknown. I don't want somebody I know. I don't want, it doesn't work. I think that's a fair answer. Cause at that point, I, I think you're right. Cause they, they replaced Peter Chris with Eric Carr and unknown all the replacement guy. And I, 
I don't mean that I don't mean to use the term replacement in a derogatory. I mean, it in the literal term, they replaced. They were all unknown guys. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't they, they weren't plucking guys from bands that were huge. I mean, and, Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer are the most known guys. They ex- put in. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But by that point, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't have its big same thing. No, you're not replacing the two main guys. You know what right. I mean? I don't think I don't think replacing Paul and Gene with another no name. I, I, I mean, say you replace Paul Stanley with, you know, I don't know, fucking Sebastian Bach or something. It's just not going to work. You, can't. you need some. Of, so, you know, what I would say you replace him with Tom Kiefer, uh, the lead singer who plays rhythm guitar. Right. Yeah, But right. But but I, I, OK, fine. If you're going to pick a name, if you're going to pick a name, fine. Uh, the, I love Tom Kiefer. Gene, I love, so I love Gene Simmons, you replace him with like everyone's like, oh, Blackie Lawless, because they're both crazy and they both play bass and stuff, and their voices are you know whatever. Like, no, I don't want Blackie Lawless and Kiss. I'm not a I'm not a Wasp fan, but I fucking love Blackie's voice. I think I I think his voice is awesome. But you're like, right, it's not. It doesn't make it's a, sense. You it's gotta, a, you got to put somebody different in. That's the thing. It's a copycat. You, you, you try, but, but by, by bringing Blackie Lawless in, you're trying to get another Gene Simmons. You can't like, do yeah, that. You don't need to put a star into kiss, right? Being in kiss is the star. Being I agree. The spaceman. You don't need Eddie Van Halen to come into kiss. It doesn't. I was just going to say a that. waste of his talent. You yeah. don't need that. So yeah, for me, I don't, I don't want other guys that are popular and have a different sound. Can I want I, some I, guy that comes in that sings kind of similar to those guys and is an unknown. I don't uh, don't laugh at me because I mean this seriously. If you're gonna pick a name guy mm-hmm. in 1984, 85, that era, mm-hmm. I would have loved to see Joe Lynn Turner. And I mean that legit because I fucking love his voice and the songs they were writing at that time, I think would have been fantastic. Yeah, now obviously now all, that's no he does he you're right. No, and that's that's the right. He's just a maybe. Front I mean, obviously, he probably man. does know how to play guitar, but he's not known as a rhythm guitarist. Maybe he can't do it and sing live as well. I don't right. know. He is. I know. I get the point. I'm surprised because I don't know how much of a big rainbow guy you like him because of Ingwe. And, uh, and yeah, Odyssey. I love I, I love him, but I but I like that Rainbow album because of oh, him. Which one? All of his stuff is fantastic. I love. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking. Of the I get Stone into Cold those album. battles with all those guys because they're like. They ever, all the real metal guys love the fucking Dio rainbow. I don't. I like the Graham Bonnet and fucking Joey Lynn Turner fucking rainbow. I like no, the I, actual one that actually had good songs. Yeah, Not I the think the one that, that sang about Dungeons and Dragons shit. Yeah, the Dio, the Dio rainbow is more metal, and the Joey Lynn Turner and Graham Richley. Silver Mountain. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking that's actually that, that's actually forget about the lyrics. That's actually a good song. <laughs> that, that's what you say about all this shit, Dio. I mean, it's just you yeah. know, I just. There, it's nothing bad about it, but it's just it's fucking childish. <laughs> That's all. As That's opposed it. to the as opposed to the adult related Paul Stanley lyrics. <laughs> I just said that. I'm like, what the? Fuck? Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of sophomoric. <laughs> Soft. Meanwhile, that's oh, you want to listen to Dio? That's nonsense. Listen to this. Fucking, this is called Radar for Love. <sighs> I I do like I do like Joel Turner's voice. He could pretty oh, much he could pretty much do it do anything. Yeah. 
All right, here's a funny one. Which and and when I when I saw this, I was trying to think because because I do I see the questions and I kind of file them away and put them together. But I want to see I want to see if you can kind of remember this process because I remember exactly where we were or exactly where I was when we were having this discussion. This comes from Anthony Barone on Facebook. What was the story that led to how you named your podcast? Oh Jesus, I don't even remember. I know we were throwing out ideas. Do you remember some of the ideas we had? Because I I, re- I remember specifically that we wanted to have the word. I remember that we didn't want to have our show be the blank blank podcast. We wanted to find a way to have the word cast built into the title because we didn't we didn't we we didn't want it to be you know uh, the dress to kill podcast or mm-hmm. you know or the dynasty. We wanted to have it be like you know. We wanted to have it be clever and, and try to take a song title or an album title and mix the word into it. Yeah, you would kind of know it's a kiss podcast. Exactly. Well, that but was that not, was that was number but one. Not just, you know, Detroit Rock City podcast. Right, right. But that 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 was the big thing is that it had to be if you were searching for this, you had to know right away what it was. And it's funny because the title I think is is perfectly, you know, shout it out loud cast, you know, we're loud. We like oh, to, yeah. you know. But I think it's funny because I don't know how crazy either one of us are about that song. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan. Of you know what I mean? Yeah, I like but it. I do remember. I, I do remember that we wanted to try to mix in and have it be. There were so many different things. I remember we were like, and it's funny that it's funny when I say this because I actually think this podcast exists or it's like a YouTube show. But we we it was like something like you know Kiss meets the podcast or something like we were trying to trying to make it creative and have it title based. Yeah. Um, you know, but that that that's that's an interesting no, question. I that, was I think I ahead. was pushing. I was like, "How about the Kiss podcast with Tom and Zeus or something like that?" And you're like, "No, no, no." Oh yeah, like I, like, I don't want my name anywhere near the title of this podcast. I'm like, okay, but I yeah. think I'm like I was saying, like, well, I think that would differentiate ourselves so that people would know. And you're like, no, no, just fucking let's do this something with a clever Kiss thing. And I'll be honest with you guys. I'm going to say this. I don't give a fuck. I don't, you know, yeah. Shout it out loud, Cass. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay. I'm not like, oh, my God. And then a fucking light bulb went off. No, oh, it didn't. Shout it out loud, Cass. We, we're like, all right, I think that works, right? You, yeah. You good with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. That's exactly what it was. Come up with. I'm like, okay, let's go. That's because I remember exactly where I was. I, I was in I was in my basement, sitting in my recliner, having a regular text conversation. And it was when, when you said, "Let's do the podcast." We're like, "Okay, what are we going to name it?" And we're like, "What about this?" I'm like, nah. What about this? And we're like, "All right, that sounds good." Like, yeah. And then the next thing you know, fucking two years later, here we are. Yeah. You well, know, you know, it's as long as it's not called Grown Up Rock Podcast. We're fine. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Oof. that those love those guys. guys. Those but poor, anyway, those, those poor guys. Or, or even worse, imagine we called ourselves Potter than Hell. <laughs> oh, nice play on words, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like that. I do like that name. But it pisses me off that they're not an all kiss podcast. Yeah. Come on, come on, Steve. Stop doing Halloween reviews. <laughs> Get back to Kiss. All right, here's a good question. I think maybe people have hinted at this before, but I think because it's a mailbag episode, we could spend a little extra time with it. This comes from Buck on Twitter. Steve if Steve Buckley, 
if Kiss wouldn't, oh, let me try this again in English. If Kiss never did the reunion with Ace and Peter and would have continued with Bruce and Eric Singer, do you think they would have continued their musical path with Revenge and Carnival? Because musically, I think that lineup, excuse me, he says musically, what do you think? non-makeup Bruce and Eric would have get well they were always non-makeup but what do you think they would have given us probably some of that music that a lot of the hair metal bands started giving after the 2000s hey, let, me, let, let, let me add I just pulled this up I didn't realize he had a little addendum to this because he said I f-, so with that question then he said I feel like with Psycho Circus and Monster they were trying to recapture the past where with 80s and 90s Kiss they were trying to evolve and, re- and reinvent themselves with Bruce, they were moving forward. So his point is, if they stayed kind of with Eric Singer and Bruce, would they have kept moving? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, okay. I think they would try to bend like those other bands trying to stay relevant and put out forgettable albums. See, I, I, I really disagree with you on the on the forgettable term. I think that they would have gotten... Are you buying docking albums in the tw- in 2000s? You know, like, I, I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> this is, you know, we have this thing all the time. After 1995, I haven't bought, a, I don't think, a new band's shit after the 90s. That's me. And we have this conversation with our buddies on the podcast we were just joking about, where they're like, oh, you fucking heard Trickster's 2010 album? Oh. No, I don't listen to any of that shit. Or, oh, have you heard Winger's fucking fourth album? You mean they did something after their second? Like, <laughs> I, I, I never stopped. I stopped. I fucking went into grunge and I got into those bands. And then all my favorite bands were releasing albums as they're going along. I would buy those albums. And then I would go back in the past and discover older artists. But I didn't buy new music. I didn't listen to new bands. I, that's on me. I'm admitting it. You did. I didn't evolve. Only thing I evolved is I went backwards and found some of the roots in some of the bands that I like, oh wow, I never got into them. Let me try to listen to that. I didn't, and I say this out of ignorance. I don't like any of the new shit. So oh, okay, I, I, I'm I'm on board with you with a lot of that. But but with Kiss, I, I buy anything that they put out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why so, I'm saying so, like, okay, I wouldn't have to. Like, I would say they probably put out forgettable shit. Like those other bands put out forgettable shit. But I would probably would like it because it's Kiss. You mean you mean forgettable shit like Sonic Boom and Monster? I think I would say what what I think could have what I think would have happened was I think musically that that lineup was the most rockinest, probably heaviest in terms of legitimate 90s hard rock. I love Revenge and spoiler alert. I love Carnival of Souls. I think if they got Carnival of Souls out of out of their system, I think if Paul and Gene were like, we did the grunge album, let's move on. After they got that out of their system, I think they could have reverted back to hard rock. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Okay. The next the next wave was all the fucking uh who's the little paper boy with his red hat? Limp biscuit shit, the corn oh, shit. They, they would have got into that. Stop. Oh, it'd be they some fucking rap. rap shit in there. They would never have done oh, that. I don't know. Would it, well, you think it would have been another version of I am cool. I am the breeze. Yeah, I think there would be a fucking breakdown in the middle of a song and somebody's fucking rapping in over there over the song. Yeah. I yeah, do. But, okay, but honestly, all jokes aside, Paul did that anyways. He always had a little Solid. bit of that. They invented that. 
I will right. say. Right. right. But, but, but I don't I'm think saying, they, but they would not have they become would they would, doing that shit. They would have followed that trend. They would have. I don't, I disagree. I think they would have done what bands, like you said, I think what, what some of these forgettable bands, I think they would have made like another Dawkins album, another Skid Row album that, that critics love and diehards love, but ultimately became forgettable. That's what Kiss would have done with that lineup. They'd I think they would have. fucking, uh, I did it all for the nookie. Yeah, oh, the nookie. stop yeah. it. How would you stop it? That's <laughs> ridiculous. It so you can go, oh. So what Gene will be like, I did it all for the nookie. The nookie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did it all for the nookie. Oh, that's a good question, though, because I tell you right now, I love that. I fucking love that lineup. And and I think our buddy, and I think our buddy Jericho even said, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was Jericho who said, he was kind of bummed out that they put the makeup back on. Yeah. You know, he, he wanted to see where they were going to continue. All right. Let's uh, let's but do let's take a step back. I know yeah. we did a carrot, uh, a lineup episode way back when. Yeah. But you made a statement that I can't agree with. Go ahead. The heaviest rockinest fucking uh, lineup. And I would put musically <clears throat> up against any lineup they've ever had. Vinny is the lick it up. Fucking Eric Carr, Vinny, Vincent, Paul and Gene, that's yeah. the heaviest and best fucking line, most talented lineup they've ever had. I that uh, that listen, that's that's listen, that's a good my debate. My favorite is by far the original. It's not even close. Oh yeah, but of course. If you want to say the best, I would probably put that lineup up. Eric Carr could still sing. He can't sing as good as Peter, but he's a badass on the drums. And Vinny, the songwriting and the fucking guitar talent, arraigned in. Vinnie Vincent. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not going to fight you on that because that lineup is terrific. I, oh, I'm. Yeah. De- I'm, I'm definitely not going to fight you on that. Um, okay, but, let's just. Uh, let's go a couple more. Okay, let's see what we got. Let's jump back into the mailbag here. All right, so we'll finish up with a couple from uh, some of our good friends. This comes from our buddy Steve Wright from the Potter Than Hell podcast. That's an awesomely named podcast. And it's an awesome podcast with awesome guys. We love Steve and BC and BB and Dylan. Good guys. Great guys. The best. You the best. I work circles around you. I wrap <laughs> your fucking head in with a ratchet. Here we go. This is a nice, easy one, Zeus. If you were going to binge on Kiss right now, these aren't your favorite, but if right now you're going to binge four Kiss albums. Right now, what are they? These aren't your top four. They're just like, you're in the mood right now. It's 10 o'clock at night on Thursday, November 5th. You're going to start. You're going to put You're going to put four discs into your CD changer. I probably should do five. I used to have a, did I have a five or a six CD changer thing? I had, a, I had a five. Yeah, I think it was a five. I'm not sure if it was a six. So if I was going to do a mix, number one would be. You're going to laugh. Don't do it. Pete and Chris solo album. Aye, aye, aye. Because as much as I joke about it, I don't listen to it as much as I sh- like. And right. so the songs are fresher. Yep. I, I don't play them around you guys all the time. So the song sounds fresher to me. The album sounds fresh. Okay. Okay. I would also put in maybe dress to kill. Then I would put in lick it up and we're just going by something different. I probably put in carnival of souls. That's be- so that's going to show you that I'm not picking my favorite albums. I'm just picking like what am I in the mood for now? Albums that you know 
Hotter Than Hell is something I listen to all the time. Mm-hmm. But like Carnival Souls, like I mixed it up a little. Something I don't hear as often. Peter Chris's a little softer. Uh, Carnival Souls, you know, a little darker. Uh, Hotter Than Hell, the familiarity with the other one. And then what was the other one I picked there? <laughs> lick it up. Dr- oh, lick fucking, it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because it fucking rocks. Okay. So I would probably go with. And I think uh, I picked Licked It Up Lick It Up because we just talked about that lineup. Yeah. Because now it's in my head. Yeah. For for uh, yeah, you're right. Because if you're gonna binge on something, obviously you can put your top four albums in there. But for me, I would probably throw in rock and roll over. Nice. Then you think people are gonna laugh at you about Peter Chris. I would throw in the elder. Okay. Because I like that album. I know it has its faults. Okay. But I like it. I like it. Uh, Did you just and, say, dun, 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 dun. I like it. Dun, 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 and I would throw in, uh, I would have to throw in Hot in the Shade. Okay. And Revenge. Yeah, so a little I, mi- I like Hot in the Shade, the idea, because there's so many songs and so different styles. Exactly. I like that idea. Exactly. But that's, but see, that's a great question. I like these kinds of questions because if you ask me the same question in 20 minutes, I'll have picked four totally different friggin' albums. You know, see, I, I, I didn't come to me about hot in the shade, but I like that pick a lot. 15 it's, songs. It's also songs that you don't listen to all the time. Yep. And, and just for the Steve, Steve said he would do kiss self-titled debut dynasty, lick it up, hot in the shade. He's picking his favorites. Uh, no, cause I know what his favorite album is and he didn't pick it. Okay. His favorite album is the greatest kiss album. And I'm not going to tell anybody what that is. You'll find out when we get to it. Okay. Okay. And here's an- another question from this isn't a burner account. This is the official Sunny Pooney Facebook account. Nice. Assuming Kiss announces that they are done, they're going to do the cruise and then one pay per view final concert at an empty Madison Square Garden where you can buy a seat. And a cardboard cutout of you will be at the show. Two questions. Do you buy a seat? And two, what do you want to see Eric Singer do after Kiss is done? So he's kind of half serious, half joking with these questions. I think yes, I buy a seat. Yep. I would. And what do I want to see Eric Singer do? Not much. I don't give a fuck what he does. I don't know. I would say really? that if Kiss performs, continues to perform in some fashion or anything like that, or a Kiss cover band or something like that, something to do with Kiss still performing. Um, if you're asking me, do I want to see him perform in some special rock group? No, I could care less. So is that because you are you is that because like you're sour on Eric Singer because what we've seen on the end of the road tour or you just don't care? It, like, it's because I don't care and I'm not like those guys that fucking give a shit with the basis from wingers joining a super group from the fucking the the guy from Sabotage and the fucking guy from Halloween are creating a fucking super group of shitbags. So wait, you're saying that you don't want to see Eric Carr on the Broadway show of Hall Eric of the Mouth? Not- I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. So you don't want to see Eric Singer on the Broadway performance of Hall of the Mountain King? <laughs> It reminds me of that fucking awesome line from fucking, uh, what was that movie? Do you remember Monday Night Mayhem? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the fucking guy was playing Howard Corsell. Yep. And they were showing Frank Gifford kept oh. calling him Thurman Munson. Yes. <laughs> so, he was like, God damn it. <laughs> and he's like, and where is Thurman Munson? And he was like, and he, and he died in that place. Okay. Can you please tell me if he's dead, how is he making all these tackles here today? <laughs> Dude, that movie, what a great call. That movie was great. That was a great movie. <laughs> That was a good movie. <laughs> Monday that. Night Mayhem. He would just be like, because Giffen kept saying it. Yep. Fuck, and he'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's great. So to answer Sonny, yes, of course I'd buy a cardboard cutout. I'd buy a cardboard cutout of myself anyways. <laughs> I'd fuck my cardboard cutout of myself. Wait a second here. I don't know about that. <laughs> By the way, those are going to be specially available on Adam and Eve promo code Loudcast. You get cutouts of me and Zeus. <laughs> With specially made perforations for where you need them to be. <laughs> no, I'm not playing with my shout out loudcast dolls. Oh, Gary, you told me you were combing your hair. Oh my goodness! And what about Eric Singer? What do Eric you wanna- Singer? Look, I, we we say that we say we shit on Eric Singer because he kind of has like a fat face and he's you know. <laughs> because you are a disgusting fat body. You called him. You called him Eater Chris. (laughs) Just sometimes his face, the makeup doesn't. It just he's got big cheeks. Looks like a fucking chipmunk. I don't know. And this that wig, that fucking wig. It's just horrible. That's why I brought that up. Uh, but I like Eric Singer. I think he's a great drummer. I think he kind of sleepwalks through some of the Kiss stuff. We've covered this before. Maybe they'll do a Badlands reunion. I don't know. But I would like to see him do something non-Kiss because I think he's supremely talented. Uh, but again, I'm not going to be like, hey, we're going to go buy tickets to the show because I heard Eric Singh is the drummer. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care. He's probably the fourth best drummer on a Kiss album. <sighs> Coming up next. (laughs) All right. So let's finish off with this question here. This is a good one. I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit in passing, but with a mailbag episode, I thought we could maybe spend a couple extra, couple extra minutes with it from Scott Wheeler on Twitter. If Eric Carr had lived, would he still be in the band? If not, what do you see happening to him maybe the same thing that happened to bruce definitely would have got the bruce treatment but he would have came back i just wonder if they would have put him in the fox makeup or whether they would put him in peter's makeup i think he would say fuck this i need to be in the fox makeup and it might come to a head where they'd say well if you're gonna wear the fox makeup then we'll just get somebody to do the peter chris makeup i don't know um i think he would have been on standby, just like Eric Singer was. And they were going to go with Peter when he came back. God bless Eric, but they definitely were going to go back to Peter. Peter sang Beth. I know we're all tired of that, but if they're doing the reunion and bringing him back, and he also sang Black Diamond and all the other classics, they got to do the real reunion correctly and bring him back. And then maybe they do a fucking thing where both of them play in the band afterwards. What if they did that? And Eric yep. was playing with fucking his makeup on. Peter played his makeup. But Eric played the drums. And Peter kind of sat back there, came out for four or five tracks. I don't know. Yeah, there was absolutely nothing going to stop the reunion. Nothing was going to stop Ace and Peter from happening. I think 
the interesting thing would have been if Eric, God bless him and, and God rest his soul, if if he if he hadn't passed, you know, you gotta wonder after they after the reunion ended, I think you bring up a great point, and I don't think there's any way they could legitimately ask him to wear the catman makeup. You 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 can't you can't do that. You can't. But the flip side of that is do fans want to see a makeup kiss with that version of the band, the Fox version of the band? I know I do. Yeah, I would. I would love it because we, we, you know, there's, there's a ton of people out there that saw that Catman era. We didn't see it. We saw it on the, on the reunion version, not the original version, but he, but I, I think, I think he would have been brought back. Um, the, the, I think he would have been brought back because he was already part of the makeup era of Kiss. Bruce, unfortunately for him, he was he. They were never going to ask him to put on makeup because he was already a member of the band during their peak non makeup years. So you you can't put him in spaceman makeup. I just think that would have been too weird. Tommy, you can grab him and throw him into Kiss because he wasn't in Kiss before, right? I don't know. I still feel like they made a mistake by not just bringing Bruce back instead of Tommy. If, if Bruce, I, I, I still would prefer selfishly. If Tommy never came in, and it was just Bruce. So selfishly, just I agree. selfishly I agree with you. I would have liked to see Bruce. I, I I don't really know the the inner workings of if that conversation ever happened. I I don't know if they would have said Bruce, can you put on the ace makeup? It, Bruce, it just doesn't strike me as something that Bruce would be like. Yeah, that sounds good. But again, I, I, we don't know that. That's something we can look into and maybe talk about in another episode. I always um, go back to the, like, when we talked about this, and I've said this to you before, you know, a final show, what you could always do. I mean, I've changed it a couple, a little bit, but what you could always do is you have fucking Eric Singer with the blessing of Eric Carr's family dressed Fox. as the Fox. Yep. And Bruce, fuck you, Vinny. We're not, you don't have, you don't have ownership of this. Bruce dresses up as the Ankh warrior. Never. That'll never happen. Or Tommy does it. They could pull it off with Tommy. Bruce is the only one without makeup on there? Because he's never worn makeup. That would make okay. more sense. That All would right. make more sense. So Tommy put the Ankh warrior makeup on, and yep. then Ace, you wear your makeup. There you go. There's your solution. Everybody's fucking happy. And Eric you Singer. Think Tommy is going to be like, fuck you, Paul. I'm the spaceman. He doesn't get to wear it again. He never would. They, they tell him, you're fucking dressing up as the fox. Tommy's dressing up as the fox. It doesn't matter. And I think having Eric Singer wear the fox makeup, I think that's totally feasible because Eric has no loyalty to any makeup. He, it's not yeah, like. He, I just he, feel he, that he would have to get the permission. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, no, and tip no the doubt. hat to Eric Carr. But, you, but, you're, but you're, you're going with the, you're going with the, the condition that Vinny will never be asked back. Fuck no. Okay. Would you bring him back? He's a fucking basket case. I don't know if he is a basket case anymore. I don't I mean it sounds like from what we've heard Does in the it last sound few... like he's reliable? No. No. They're no, not he's, playing no. that shit. They have enough hard enough time expecting Ace to show up. No, well, that's the, the that's that, well that's the other X factor, is well, that that's you... what the other part they could always go Ace just fucking put on uh, uh I mean Tommy put on Ace's makeup, Bruce put on the Ankh Warrior makeup. Fuck it. Right. Right, Ace can't. Ace is over in the corner throwing up in a bucket. You know, I started drinking when I was thirteen. No, you're right. All right, so that's going to wrap up the mailbag, guys. Thank you. We cannot thank you enough for 
for participating and contributing and, and submitting your questions. If we didn't get to them tonight, we're going to get to them because we read them on every episode when there's a regular topic. Uh, but again, thank you guys so much for interacting and, and throwing us your questions. Um, if we got to yours tonight, you know, that's great. Part of the special mailbag episode. If not, like I said, we will get to them in the future. Yeah. Tip of the hat. Much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the mailbag uh, episode. We usually would go into questions, but we just fucking did it. So instead, where can people find us, Tom? So you can find us, obviously, on our email at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Please reach out to us. Uh, we will read your questions. Uh, we'd like to read all of them on the air if we can. Um, and if the if it's a question that maybe doesn't need to be read on the air, maybe we can reply uh, via email directly back to you. Uh, and then we're also available on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're very active on those. Please reach out to us comments feedback ideas etc etc uh, we also have a facebook group the shout it out loudcasters it's an awesome group uh people posting pictures and articles and stories just just a place for kiss fans to hang out and interact and get together uh we're also par- a part of the awesome pantheon podcast group tons of great shows there and uh, our show can be found pretty much on all the major platforms apple Podcasts, spotify uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music now, uh, all those great uh, platforms, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. If you have a particular platform that you listen to your podcast and you can't find us, let us know and we will find out why we're not on there, but we're pretty much everywhere. And lastly, our and lastly, our buddy Ed uh, over at clickteshop.com, click with a K. He's the guy, our good friend who designed our awesome show logo and sells awesome merchandise on his website, T-shirts, hats hoodies coffee mugs, etc you can get them with our logo or you can check out his website and see the amazing kiss inspired graphic stuff that he does he has awesome kiss meets the phantom of the park images concert related things throwbacks like wicked lester shirts really cool stuff so check out edit click shop.com click with a k absolutely the emails are fantastic because it's a nice way sometimes we can interact with you and uh Talk to you privately sometimes if you need to. But if you want to reach us privately, you don't have to just email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any one of those. We usually get back to you. And, uh, you know, if it's something cool, we'd love to actually read one. I think you got something, too, you wanted to read, Tom, right? Yes, we got a Facebook DM, which was fantastic, from a listener named Michael Farrow. Uh, he says, hi, Tom and Zeus. I just discovered your show with the Carrie Stevens episode and I loved it. Say hi to pandemic Paul. I have been a fan of three sides of the coin for years. However, I've never found another kiss podcast that I enjoyed outside of them. The one that I did try before finding you guys was like listening to a bunch of turtles on Valium. (laughs) Yikes. You have to ask him who that, who that is. I'm going to have to. It was a bunch of lifeless, comatose hosts who acted like they were dragging themselves into a job they hated with no hope of finding something better to do with their life. (laughs) That's pretty descriptive. Holy shit. After my friend at work, who is a Kiss fan, heard me laughing my ass off, I had to tell him about your show. The pandemic Paul bit was hilarious. I am a Paul fan and like his posts but I can understand how that will annoy some people. 
I would prefer he would do more guitar YouTube videos. Keep ripping on things, making us laugh. You guys are the best. Then he continues a little extra. He says, as a fan living in Indiana, it's cool to hear what fans in other places think about albums, deep cuts, members, past and present, etc. As a Bon Jovi fan going back to 1986, I love the bonus show about the first album. The Mark St. The Mark St. John episode was interesting and tragic. I almost met him in the early 2000s. After arriving at to the expo, I heard Mark never got on the plane. Everyone was angry and disappointed when we got that news. None of us fans knew what his life was like back then. I did see that photo that you guys talked about, and Mark looked rough to say the least. Thank you again for a great show, guys. That is awesome. You were going to meet him when you buying some meth? Probably back then. Whoa. Why do you got to be disrespectful? Be nice. (laughs) Anyways, Michael, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you for for discovering us in that Carrie episode, man. We love that episode. Carrie's the best. Episode that keeps on giving. We had some, like, uh, let me, I'll show you. Uh, There was a guy on Twitter the other day. His name is Harper. Yep. Finally caught up and listened to the Shout Out Loudcast episode with Carrie Stevens. Carrie, you are a badass. Wow. And your book is amazing. Wow. And, you know, Carrie always writes back. She's so good with people and fans yep. and stuff. You know, thank you. Shout out Loudcast having me on. Love your followers. Harper's got some good taste. That's so, awesome. She says that, too. She's been on all the KISS podcasts since her book has come out. I am proud, and I know you are as well. No way has she gotten better feedback than she did when she was on with us. That's right. Our fans still interact with her and talk to her about that episode and that interview. So proud of that. And our fans treat her with respect and they love her. And you guys keep telling her you love her and keep doing it and tell them, shout it out loud, Cass Center. You know, fucking talk us up. Maybe she'll be like, well, uh, I heard uh, one of those guys is single. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but that's awesome. Thank you, guys. And, yep. you know, I, we really appreciate you guys uh, talking about uh, the episode and liking that even so much more. Yep. Anyway, we always talk about the five star, star child reviews. And that is when you go on to, you know, Google or fucking uh, iTunes, Podchaser. Spotify, podchaser.com. Anywhere you can give a five-star review, we would appreciate it. Like I say, it helps move people us up the charts. People interact with us. The more interactions, the better listening. The more listeners, the more frigging guests we can get. And the more fun we can all have. Yep. Uh, here's one that we got um, a couple of weeks back here. And this, they, sometimes they don't show up, but on Chartable, you can find them, Tom. Mm-hmm. Because we don't get this because this is from Australia. All right. Yeah. Uh, probably our second most listened to continent is Australia, right after the good old use of A in America here. Awesome. Uh, five star child review. He gives us five stars. The best kiss podcast there is. Brought to you by the two best kiss mates. Wow. Definitely from Australia. Yep. You've never met. Funny. Interesting, opinionated, crude, knowledgeable, and a great way to spend an hour or so a week thinking about and listening to all things KISS. This show tells it like it is. Huge KISS fans and music lovers, but no foot rubs here. The Jackster. 
via that, Apple Podcasts. That is fucking awesome, dude. Thank you so much. That if I could write my own review, that would be it. I love that. That's perfect. Thanks, oh, buddy. That's not you. That's not me. I'm not the <laughs> Jackster. <laughs> Maybe it's Sonny Pooney, but this guy is in Australia. So it doesn't show up on our iTunes reviews right. here, but it shows up in the iTunes review in uh, the Oz over there. That's awesome. Uh, thank you so much. One of these days, I can't wait to go visit. I have family in Melbourne. Yep. And uh, I would love to go and uh, meet all the fucking crazy Kiss fans over there. And um, thank you for calling us crude. I love it. I'll take that as a compliment. Absolutely. Exactly. Yep. So, um, Tom, usually we end with famous last words. What do you got? Ooh, remember when you smile so bright, raise my heart up to my throat. Ooh, sure took hard times to drag me down. So, darling, brighten up all of my hopes. The fuck? Ba- baby, don't you let me down. Don't you let me down. Don't you leave me lonely. Yeah, Peter Chris. Oh, such a great tune. Yep. You don't want money. You don't want a diamond ring. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) You say you want my loving more than any other thing. Hey, hey, hey. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, special thank you for being interactive with us and getting this podcast episode done with us. You guys are just as much a part of it as we are. Thank you so much for that. Um, Kiss Army, you rock. Guys, thank you so much. We couldn't have done this episode without you. I couldn't do any episode without you, but this one especially tonight. Thank you for contributing with the questions. They were awesome. And uh, Zeus, thank you, buddy. Kiss Army, stay safe and be good. Peace out. Girl Scout. We love you. Good night. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.